Jules, you'll never believe it. She's five years away from her frontal lobe being developed. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the pod. Here we are. I am Christina. I'm Mo. And it's August down the aisle. Hell yeah, it is. We are super excited to be doing our third movie of the month. This was like one of the first ones that we wrote down that we wanted to do this month. So I'm super excited to cover it. Yeah, I have never seen this movie before. So you're really getting my raw takes And Mm -hmm. we also have a special guest on today, so that's very exciting. Yes, one of our lovely mutuals on TikTok, Ravenstone, joined us for the episode. We had such a fun time talking about this movie. Um, I truly just can't wait for you to to hear all of our our insights, our thoughts, and our jokes. (laughs) Yes. And if you want an extra episode this upcoming month, then you can also join our Patreon You get an extra movie each month that you actually send in your choices for and you get to vote for. And you can also join our Discord. You get to be on our close friends on Instagram. And you get another montage song or your first montage song. Everyone gets a montage song. You get a montage. You You get get a a montage. montage. You get a montage. Yeah, so definitely check out our Patreon. This month we did Easy A. And as we record this – um. Voting is in process for mm-hmm. our September bonus episode. So super excited. It's actually a very close race at the moment. So I don't know what's going to win. <laughs> right now for our bonus episode in September, Juno and Spy Kids are tied. So pretty spicy movies. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a time. So you're more than welcome to come join us over on Patreon for a little extra fun. The link is in our bio and also in the show notes. And without further ado, shall we head into it? Let's get into it. Welcome back to Movies That Raised Us. We are super excited to be continuing on with August Down the Aisle. We have another very special movie and a very special guest joining us today. Hello. (laughs) Hello, hello. This is Raven Stone. Um, you've probably seen his TikToks, pop culture whiz. We really have a scholar on mm-hmm. the pod today. <laughs> well, it's it's the most influential genre of film that you can be knowledgeable about, honestly. Yeah, you're you're doing the Lord's work out here. Yeah. Boots on the ground. Praise be. Yeah. <laughs> well, today we are doing um, a very special wedding flick we are doing my best friend's wedding starring the one and only miss julia roberts um raven would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about your relationship with this movie it was so influential for me growing up i was telling mo and christina i rewatched it a couple days ago on the vhs tape that i used to watch with my granny it was the one so sweet yeah because my mom got me a VCR TV combo for my birthday a couple of years ago <gasps> oh my God. to uh, convert our home videos to, to digital. Um, so now I just collect uh, VHS tapes that matter the most. But my mom brought me uh, 
just a trunk full of Granny's old VHS tapes. And I was like, this was the one. This was the one that we almost wore out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's so special. Especially like to still have VCRs and stuff is a rarity mm-hmm. uh, in this day. So that's that's super It's cool. scary. It's touchy. If anything ever goes wrong with it, I don't know what I'll do to fix it. But... <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So true. You have to make the copy of it now, but cher- yeah. like just keep the actual version in pristine condition. Yes. Yeah, yes. put it in a shadow box. <laughs> Go to Michael's, get the shadow box, 50 other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check out Pretend the Halloween like you're collection. Start a new craft, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys want to see my museum? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I just, I remember I was obsessed with this movie growing mm. up and I was never allowed at girl slumber parties. So I was always at boy slumber parties where they would want to watch Lord of the Rings. Uh. And I remember one, I brought the tape in my bedroom to the party and I was like what about this oh just they were I like, happen to have this with me how crazy <laughs> yeah why don't we do something different and they were like no and I was like all right I'll just put that back in my bag then oh, <laughs> they didn't know what they were talking mm-hmm. about it's just a matter of taste yeah. honestly yeah mm-hmm. good taste yeah yeah some people have it some people don't yeah exactly yeah, this is definitely a movie that I watched growing up. I watched it with my mom quite a bit. Um, my mom really loves Julia Roberts, so we watched like a lot of her movies growing up. And I feel like I didn't really clock the fact that she is like fully a villain until I was probably a teenager <laughs> when I was watching it. And I was like, hang on yeah. a second. Yeah. This isn't right. <laughs> yeah, you're doing some some not so great things here, Jules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah when I heard that she was the villain... I- like I heard it from you and my boyfriend and I was like, maybe I'll watch it and I'll like sympathize with her. And like, you know how sometimes you see things from a different perspective, mm-hmm. but then I watched it and I was like, oh no, she's like rotten. And <laughs> her best friend is also rotten. Like he sucks. George or, oh wait, Michael. Michael. Yeah, Michael. Okay. I was Michael. like, not George. George is no, like George the, is the golden heart of the movie. Yeah. 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 No. No, Michael, he totally, not so much with Jules, but with Kimmy, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, Kimmy, come on, architecture girl, use yeah. your brain. Literally. It's not... Ugh. I have so much. Co- I gotta save it for the yeah. for the playback, but like it's about we to get it heated. We yeah. love it. We love it. Well, before we dive in, we have a couple of fun facts uh, to throw your way. So uh, we always love to talk numbers, and the budget was thirty eight million, and the box office was two hundred and ninety nine point three. So I would say a smash success. Yeah, I think the reviews were kind of mixed. Um, and I know that, like, they definitely did a lot of, like, testing with this movie. They did test audiences and focus groups and stuff, which actually really influenced um, the way that the movie turned out in the end. God bless them. Mm-hmm. Do you know who the other person they would have extended the offer to is? Uh, Sandra Bullock. Oh, okay. Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that was the only other person they were considering, just Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock. Could you even imagine? I don't... I think it'd just be a little different. Yeah. I do think that, like, of all the rom-com actresses of the time, I think she would be the best bet out of anyone else to pull this off. There were a lot of rumors (laughs) floating around that they also offered it to Sarah Jessica Parker, but apparently that isn't true. Like, Julia Roberts was attached from the beginning, and if she, for some reason, dropped out, Sandy B was next in line. I mean, I trust Sandy, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. But it is... It is what we know it to be, and it's mm-hmm. it's wonderful. <laughs> yes. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. 
Um, some other alternate casting was also uh, Drew Barrymore originally read for Kimmy, which is cool because her and Cameron ended up working together in Charlie's Angels, as we all know. Besties. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they also were considering Laura Dern as well, which would have been very different, I think. I for agree. Kimmy. Yeah, for Kimmy. Yeah. I don't get that that wide-eyed 21-year-old senior no. vibes from Laura at all. I think that Laura Dern, when she was younger, used to be like a little haughty. Like that's yeah. what people oh, yeah. say. But I actually like haven't seen a lot of movies from her um, from that time period. Yeah, I guess when I think of a young Laura Dern, I think of like Jurassic Park. For yeah. sure. She's gorgeous. Like she's gorgeous. But I mean, like when I think of Kimmy – I mean, of course I think of Cameron Diaz, mm-hmm. but I think of just naivety and totally. I don't mm-hmm. I don't get that from Laura. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't have that like bright eyed, like, wow. I'm gonna drop out of school <laughs> and marry the first guy that asked me. Oh Lord. <laughs> um, apparently Dermot Mulroney was cast as Michael after Edward Burns turned down the role. I love a good Edward Burns. Yeah. I do love Edward Burns. Also would have been a very different vibe, especially if you think Mm -hmm. of like the potential of it being Edward Burns, Sandra Bullock, and Laura Dern. (laughs) What a weird combo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I just think of like the so many of the shots of Dermot like up close with Mm. just his he always looks so disgusted. That's just his resting face. He has kind of like a Luke face. Like Like a little scrunchy like. Yeah. I'm talking about Luke from Gilmore Girls. Ah, uh, yes. I yeah. just watched the first episode of Gilmore Girls. For the, for the first, first time? time? I, no, I've never seen it, yeah. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're in for a ride. I tried once. It didn't take, but I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there. Yeah. You have to keep us updated. I will. Yeah. Did you yeah. like the first up? Yeah, I think, no. Um, but <laughs> I didn't I'm shook right it. now. Listen, mm-hmm. I... I've tried to watch Gilmore Girls in the past. It didn't take. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that there's value there because everything about the show is so for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I think I just need to get past that exposition and get into some of the meat. I know Chad, Daddy, Michael Murray is yes. involved. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking because mm-hmm. I was watching your TikTok about there being a Chad for every flavor. And I was yeah, like, where to... is Tristan from Gilmore Girls? And now I know yeah. why. <laughs> Yeah, you and thousands of other people. I did not respond to any comments on that video. I felt yeah. so embarrassed. It's <laughs> like I'm so sorry. You'll have to you'll have to keep us updated on um, your thoughts of that brand of For Chad because sure. yeah. it's a it's a good one. I'm not picky with him, truly. <laughs> um, and last but not least, before we head into it, uh, as I mentioned, that they they did a lot of like test audiences for this movie, and originally the film actually was supposed to end with Jules needing like a new love interest at the wedding played by John Corbett, whom I love, but it did not do well because test audiences hated Jules. Like they would rather see her dead than be happy, which is (laughs) like not even an exaggeration. That's what some of them said is that they like wanted her to die. Um, She did nothing good. (laughs) Yeah. Just like absolute vitriol. So they were like, okay, we need to tweak some things. They also uh, added a lot more scenes with George because audiences loved him. Understandably, he's like 
the heart of this movie for me. So yeah. they went back like eight months after they finished filming and shot more scenes with him and they shot the ending and stuff. And Julia Roberts had to wear a wig because she had like a really short haircut at the time for another movie, mm -hmm. I think. So good thing they did that because oh my god, it would yeah. have been such a different movie. Oh my God, to think like what scenes would we not have had with George? They all I matter know. so much to me. Right? They feel so <laughs> integral to the plot yeah. line. Yeah, you would never know. Yeah. But that does make a lot of sense having um, the scene, like when he comes and meets them, how he's like way far over there doing mm. stuff with the mannequin and how yeah. she <laughs> calls and he's like in his apartment and it's just mm -hmm. a voicemail. Yeah. yeah. So easy. Spotted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uncovered god bless those those test audiences they knew mm -hmm. what we needed yeah. yeah i do have questions i really like wonder so like obviously a lot of people felt like they would rather see her dead than end up with a guy in the end but <laughs> i wonder if like that would be the same reaction that Tess's audience would have today or if they would be like, you know what, she's not great, but mm -hmm. like I understand her perspective or if it would still be like, no, she tried to like take her man and that's like messed up. I think there's definitely a lot more opportunity for it's not just you end up single or you end up in a relationship now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like maybe the test audience is like, girl, focus on your food criticism. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but write a book <laughs> yeah write a book yeah i it's it's interesting i think that i i am gonna like retract my my like judgment of her as a villain i don't think she's necessarily a villain but i do think she's very much like an anti-heroine because she is like mm -hmm. our our lead and we do see her learn that like she learns her lesson by the end of the movie she knows what by she's end. done is not right yeah. By like the last five yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She makes it there just, yeah. just in time. Yeah. But nothing comes from a bad place. Mm -hmm. It's just a chaotic place. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, I think we should just dive right in because there's so much yeah. to unpack. Let's walk down the aisle. So our opening is like a very darling credit scene. There is... Um, I'm assuming this is a Diane Warwick song. I think it's Burt Bacharach, though. Oh, okay. It's a Burt Bacharach song. For sure. Yeah, because it's it's wishing and hoping. Yes. So the bride in this, like, um, group of women is, like, telling us that in order to get your man to marry you, you have to cherish them, and you can't just, like, sit there wishing and hoping, and... I really love that scene or this mm -hmm. opening. It's like super cute. They put pearls on her. They put her veil on. Yeah, it's like super stylized. It's well, it's very like um like sixties. Yeah, kind yeah. of bridal. The aggressive it. pink, mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah, like, I loved that. Yeah, it's a really striking way to open the movie. That I kind of like forgot that this is how the movie opens because I haven't watched yeah. it in so many years. Mm -hmm. Because, like, tonally, obviously, it's quite different to the rest. But I think kind of, like, setting up that kind of, like, overpainted smile and, like, that veneer is super interesting because this movie is so – such as, like, subversion of the rom-com, mm -hmm. like, genre. I I had made a video about that opening entrance mm. uh, scene. And the biggest, like, the most liked comment was somebody had said something about, like, Annie DeFranco sang that song. 
And she was so just not traditional. And then mm. she sings that song about be the perfect woman mm. for the perfect man. And it was so funny. Yeah. Wow. So after this little intro, we finally meet our leading lady, Julia Roberts, a.k.a. Julianne Potter. And we see this restaurant. There's, we're in the kitchen. It's very busy. Everybody's rushing and they're super stressed because – Julianne is a food critic, and she is there to test their food. Uh, she tries a little bite and ends up telling the waiter that she's going to write it up as inventive and confident. <laughs> so they are breathing a sigh of relief, and we cut over to George, who is Jules' best friend uh, and also her editor. So he asks her if the guy from Newsweek ever called, and she's trying to gauge if you know, it was a setup for a date. It's kind of implied that she doesn't really date a lot. She's kind of a lone wolf doing her own thing. And she's like, you know, you don't don't need to set me up. And he's like, no, I, I'm not even trying to do that anymore. <laughs> and that's when Julianne listens to her answering machine and hears a message from Michael, her longtime best friend saying that they haven't spoken in a while, but he really needs to talk to her. So to give him a call, he's in Chicago. And George asks who the caller is. And she says, it's Michael O'Neill, a guy she met at Brown and had one hot month with. I, I love that. It's <laughs> such a testament to their relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but it's funny because it's a little bit vague. It's a little bit, oh, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. um, so she explains it to George and she had decided to break up with him. And when they had that conversation, he was like, I feel like I'm losing my best friend. And he was like, I feel the same way or she felt the same way. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, so I cried for maybe the third time in my life oh my gosh. <laughs> and I kissed him <laughs> and we've been best friends ever since. <laughs> Uh, they went through losing jobs, losing parents, losing lovers, and they were the best times of her life. And George is like, oh, this is so moving. <laughs> and he asks if there are kindred spirits. Uh, she tells him he's nothing like her, complete polar opposites. And she tells George that there was a moment where they had one crazy night and what was it was in Arizona or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. He like took her hand and cut it open and then he cut his hand open and then they made a blood pact to say, if we're not married by the time we're 28, we'll marry each other. Tw and then, 28? That's 28. I'm 27. That is so like, young. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. Cause I, I remember this being a plot point as a kid where it's like, oh yeah, like they're, they're, you know, older. Cause I was a kid and I had no concept of age. And then when mm -hmm. I rewatched this, I was like, j my jaw dropped at hearing 28 being the God yeah. forbid age that you're not married by. Before you're a spinster. Mm -hmm. I thought that I was going to get married, like as a child, of mm -hmm. course, at 20. Three and have a kid <laughs> at 25. Why did that make sense to me? <laughs> That's what my mother did. My mom turned 23 oh on her God. honeymoon and had my brother at 25. And I'm like, That's crazy. You're crazy I'm like, for doing that. Go off, Heidi. Like, Heidi knew what she was up to. And now, right. quite young. Like, I can't imagine being like one year out of college. I'm like, mm -hmm. All right, yeah. I'm going to my wedding. No, I mean, I think about where I was at. <laughs> 23, 25, and I'm one year away mm -hmm. from 28. And I'm like, 
comparing myself to a successful food critic yeah. in New York City. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm good with where I'm at. I'm having a good time, but can I just be a food critic in New York City? Like, fuck the husband. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are the prerequisites? <laughs> yeah. Right. I like food. I can do this job. Yeah, I've had meals I didn't yeah. like, and I had a lot to say about it. <laughs> Literally, mm-hmm. I know. And no. it's the it's the high end gourmet mm-hmm. stuff too. I'm like, girl, you didn't yeah. taste a tiny that. little portion. She takes one tiny bite, and that's it. <laughs> um. So, but after they made that blood pact, mm-hmm. forget about it. Because we have to assume they were hammered. Yeah. If you're going to cut your best friend's hand open with a knife. What a drama king, my God. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't Lord of the Flies. Um, But they never talked about it again, maybe because they don't remember it. Mm -hmm. Or because we're like, all right, 28. Yeah. But uh, George then goes, aren't you about to be 28 in three weeks? And then she just like goes pale <laughs> and she goes no no oh my god and then uh she's like do you really think do you really think and he goes well he said he was desperate to talk oh lord <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. oh my god that's it that's yeah. what he's calling about obviously so jules goes back home she listens to his message again and decides to call his hotel And he's, like, thrilled to hear from her. He's like, I've been calling you the past month. She's like, I've been on a book tour. I'm actually, like, responding to you early. (laughs) And he's like, I have something incredibly important to say. And he doesn't know what he'll do if she turns him down. And I'm like... All right. She's pacing around, like, (laughs) ready ready to turn him down. Yeah. (laughs) So um, she stops him, and she's like, I just need to say something first, and brings up the blood pact that they made. And he's like, oh, yeah, I think about that night all the time. But that's not why I called. (laughs) I met someone. (laughs) So just fucking get that out of your head that you've been dreaming about the past couple hours. You think about it all the time. You're calling her now, Mm. but that's not what this is about. What a cryptic voicemail. And he's like, I've never felt this way about someone, but she's all wrong for me. She's a junior at the University of Chicago, and she is... Two zero, a child bride, if you will. (laughs) She's like Jules. You'll never believe it. She's five years away from her frontal lobe being developed. (laughs) But don't worry, her dad is a billionaire who owns the White Sox and a cable empire. Oh my god, so cool! And he's like, I've always been uncomfortable around rich people, but they're wonderful. We're getting married this Sunday. I would drop dad. Yeah. I mean, she almost does. She does she fall off the bed. Yeah. <laughs> the thump. Yeah. So she's like, how could you be getting married in four days? Like, what the fuck? And he says the events start tomorrow and Jules freaks out. He's like, I'm scared, Jules, and I need you to come here and hold me and, like, hold my hand to get through this. <laughs> also, like, the music where – she starts where she's like, how could you be getting married in four days? It's like mm. the most intense, like background scoring yeah. ever as her mind like, tries to dun, catch dun, up. Dun, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she, of course, 
immediately starts freaking out, as would anyone, just even to hear, like, oh, my best friend's getting more married in, like, four days. Oh, my gosh. That's an insane situation. And that's the first now. you're hearing about it. Yeah. Like, she probably shouldn't have screened insane. his phone calls for 30 days. But that's true. To be yeah. fair, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't think about tour. that. <laughs> She's not a I tour. was like, why would he wait this long? But I guess he has been trying for, like, a month. So. Even a month, though. A month and four days, girl. <laughs> yeah. You got to give people, like, three months notice, usually. Yeah. I love that every movie is like, so we're getting married in three months. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting it's married next week. Yeah. Yeah, because that – so we did the wedding planner, and that was, like, a three-month yeah. turnaround. And then yeah. we just recorded um, next week's episode, which also has a three-month uh, wedding planning situation that's just not how it works right no it's not things take time but i guess if you're like a millionaire a billionaire yeah, yeah. to make things happen <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean if your dad owns the socks <laughs> yeah he got some pull probably yeah. yeah yeah kimmy gets what kimmy wants it's true so george drives jules to the airport she's freaking out and her mind immediately goes to, I have four days to break up this wedding, and I have no idea how to do it. And they're, like, walking through the airport. She is just fucking on a roll, and she's like, Michael adored me for nine years. Like, this girl's known him for five seconds and, is like, is apparently perfect. Like, he's mine. Don't I have some sort of claim on him? And George is like, babes, no, you don't. And... <laughs> She tells him that she can't you lose had nine him. years. Yeah. yeah. Like you just suddenly decided that your appetite changed. Mm-hmm. Like the statue of limitations is up. No. It's gone. I just, it's the most chaotic image of them driving to the airport because the window's mm-hmm. down. She has her cigarette. Yeah. Her curly red hair is blowing uh, all over the place and she's shaking. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> insane. It's stressful to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, so she, Tells George that she can't lose him, gives him a little kiss, and off to the plane she goes. My favorite part when she lands in Chicago is, Mm. like, if you take this one scene out of context, it's, like, these are the two lovers coming to meet. Because it's, like, in the background, you give your hand to me, (laughs) and then you say hello. Oh, yeah. So romantic. (laughs) And it's just, the chaos continues because Mm -hmm. it's, like... The crowd parts and they see each other and she like darts over, collides into him, bumping faces almost. Yeah. <laughs> it's I that would hurt me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like one moment of that iconic Julia Roberts wide mouth laugh. <laughs> oh yes. Like you can't have a Julia Roberts movie without it. No, never. And they have that one split second and then the crowd parts again and you see perfect Barbie doll Kimmy in her green dress. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> and then the, the music shifts to boom, boom, boom. It's like really <laughs> intense. And Kimmy like walks over perky as hell with her little roller suitcase and attacks Jules, just yeah. wraps her in a hug meeting her for the first time and goes off. She's like, again, with Cameron's like giant smile. I've heard so much about you Uh, ever since I met Michael. It's been Julian, this Julian, that (laughs) we actually do have a lot of toothy, like big smiles in this movie. I never really thought about it. Yeah. Love it. Julia Roberts Mm -hmm. and Cameron Diaz. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. But then it's like 
crazy, happy Kimmy. And then she shifts and she goes, I've never had a sister. It's almost (laughs) ominous. It's like, great. Uh, Me neither. (laughs) What's your name again? Yeah, right. (laughs) So... Kimmy drives them in her little convertible, (laughs) and she's just swerving all over the road. She's like... Reckless driver. Scary. Absolutely. The laws do not apply to me. And she's like, vroom. Jules, I wanted to ask you to be my maid of honor because my best friend shattered her pelvis dancing in Abilene over spring break. (laughs) And, like, I guess the only bridesmaids that Kimmy has are her two female relatives under 40, um, debutante sisters from Nashville. I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with them, too. Oh, my God. They're, like, probably my two favorite characters in this movie. (laughs) And she tells Jules she has four days to make her her new BFF. So it's time to force herself to get personal. And she shifts into, like, fourth gear. And she's like, vroom. I just love that. Don't you want to ask somebody that you've known maybe more than 20 minutes? Yeah. yeah. I am concerned about Kimmy that she only has one friend, apparently. Right. She's cute. She's young. She's in school. Yeah. yeah. We don't know it. Kimmy's bullied. I would bully. I, I mean, like, <laughs> I, would I would bully, bully redacted. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. But no, it's like. You meet all of your friends in college. Like, what are you doing, yeah. Jimmy? Even before you met Michael. Yeah. You, like, just came out of the dorms. This is when you know, like, more people than you ever will at any yeah. other point in your life. It's your biggest circle. But it's it's pedal to the metal with Kimmy because they go straight <laughs> to the bridal shop to uh, get jewels in a dress fitting. Can't even drop off her luggage. So she's wearing that, like, iconic purple satin uh. gown that is just, like, yeah. Perfectly molded to her body with like the big kind of like mermaid. The straps frame. on the shoulders. Yeah. Too. The draping. Yes. Yeah. So Jules is like not into this dress. And <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I thought that we like all the bridesmaids are supposed to wear the same dress. And Kimmy's like, no, not you. You wouldn't be comfortable if you weren't distinctive. <laughs> Jules is like, what the fuck did you do? What did Michael tell you about me? <laughs> I do you get that? Is this like is Kimmy like being like subtly like manipulative or like crazy or is she just like thinking that this is what she would want? I think she's asserting dominance and that's what I was wondering. It's like, don't Mm -hmm. worry, I know who you are. Yeah. And let's be real, if this movie took place now, Kimmy would have stalked Jules's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, anything Mm -hmm. and gotten all the intel she could possibly get. True. Absolutely. And like in this movie, probably she just like read every single food review she's ever written. Mm-hmm. She yeah. has like a backlog of them taped to her wall or something. Yeah. She's there's a point where she's yeah. like, well, we didn't have steak because I know you don't like steak. Yeah, because on uh, September 14th yeah. in 1998, <laughs> you said <laughs> you said this the steak, steak sucks. Was dry. I'll never <laughs> yeah. eat steak again. Yeah. 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 Steak is dead to me. <laughs> yeah. Jules is like super freaked out by Kimmy and she asked what else Michael told her, uh, told her about her. And Kimmy says, you know, just that Jules hates weddings. She never goes. She's not up for anything conventional or assumed to be a female priority like marriage, romance, love. 
Wow. <laughs> and Jules is like, oh, yeah, you know, me and Michael, we were a wrong fit from the start. And Kimmy's like, yeah, he said that too. And Jules is like, <laughs> Yeah, literally Snag. turn the knife. <laughs> the woman was too stunned to speak. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, but like Jules, like based off of that little blurb about mm. her that Kimmy gave, she would be like a feminist icon. Right. Mm-hmm. But she just totally. dips into like, uh-uh. That's not me. And it's like, she's like, I'm not like the other girls. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a food critic. Pick (laughs) me. (laughs) (laughs) So Kimmy actually ends up saying that she used to be like Jules and she really wanted to be somebody like her. That line annoyed me so much. Yeah. I'm like, when? When you were 15? I used to be a feminist. (laughs) (laughs) I know. When I was in middle school. (laughs) Yeah. I was all about my career. (laughs) But it's also, it's like, I think we don't know a lot about Jules's backstory, but I have an inkling that she's self-made. Yeah. It's from money. Absolutely. So like, don't even come at me with that. Mm Hmm. So yeah, she says she used to be like that but then she met michael and found out that she was a sentimental schmuck like the rest of the girls and jules is like okay i need to get out of here so she excuses herself to go get a cigarette and rips the dress as soon as she steps off the pedestal. <laughs> i love in the the seamstress was uh she was uh one of the teachers on that so raven oh yeah oh she's my gosh also, she's, she's also in gilmore girls she's yes, gypsy from she's gilmore gypsy girls. and gilmore girls we her name is her. rose something oh rose adbu i love her great character actress so uh <laughs> i love this scene so she excuses herself for a cigarette <clears throat> and she's in the dressing room and she calls george and she's wearing that like really cute like black bra and underwear yeah it's like a cute little lacy set i really liked it she looked Mm. great yeah um and she's again going off on george because george is her emotional support friend Mm -hmm. during this poor george (laughs) just sucking the blood out of him (laughs) honestly he's just trying to live his new york life Mm -hmm. and she's like oh you would never believe this girl she's just so bright-eyed and dreamy and then we hear a knock on the door and she's like yeah and (laughs) michael comes in and she's like oh oh oh, let me grab something to cover myself up with. <laughs> and she's got her giant bulky flip phone. And oh, like, huge. Well, yeah. The radio well, receiver. Seen, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can call anywhere in the universe with that. He goes, well, come on now. I've seen you a lot more naked than that before. She goes, yeah, well, well, things are different now. <laughs> and it's like, Yes, they are different now, but you're trying to prevent that. Why wouldn't you use that moment to be like, Yeah, you're like, like that's true. Know. Anyways, <laughs> you remember this? Do you remember yeah. this? You think about it all the time, like that yeah. night in Arizona. <laughs> like that yeah. night in Arizona where we maimed each other. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she holds up her hand. There's no hand, it's just her wrist. <laughs> yeah. She's like, When we both got tetanus. And I was left handed too. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he just, uh, he leaves the dress on the chair and he's like almost flustered. It's like giving us a taste. Like, is there like, I, I can get where you're coming from where it's like, I don't know how this is going to end because it's like, he was definitely a little blushy and he Mm -hmm. goes, well, you look, 
you look really good without, without your clothes on. <laughs> and then she slumps she down. She says that shit. Somebody that's a little bit interested says right? that shit. Yeah. I Michael doesn't know where he's at. Let me tell you, if I was four days out from marrying someone and they pulled that. No. I would be calling off the wedding. Probably. Absolutely not. <laughs> and Kimmy is definitely flighter or what is it? What is it? Fight or flight. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. She's flight. Yeah. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. giving flight. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just love. She like slumps down into the chair. And it's like, George, she's toast. <laughs> In her cute little outfit. Uh, so we go to the hotel. Kimmy drives Jules to the Hilton. And they talk about the honeymoon. And she's like, oh, yeah, since Michael's a sports writer, it really depends on how the season pans out. Like, maybe we'll go to um, Cincinnati if, like, the Reds are there. <laughs> blah, Spend a week in so Sacramento. Romantic. Yeah. yeah. Weep the socks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Kimmy's like, I support his career. You know, I've been everywhere. I just want to be with the man I love. Imagine being that well-traveled at 20 years old. I've been to Greece. I've been to Croatia. I just want to be with the man I love. I've been everywhere anybody could ever want to go. I just want to go to Toledo. (laughs) I've always dreamed of a a honeymoon in Cincinnati. Yeah. (laughs) Jules says it takes one woman in a billion to put up with his array of shit. (laughs) <laughs> and they talk about his incessant snoring and like Kimmy imitates him and <laughs> Jules is like it's more like <laughs> <laughs> and then Kimmy talks about how she broke his habit of cigars in bed but the bathroom's a swamp he wears Reeboks to dinner he loves karaoke bars and she can't carry a tune the point of karaoke bars is not to sound good it's to have fun Kimmy exactly Enjoy the moment. Yeah, I definitely agree. The, the problem with our with our karaoke experience is that we went to acting school, so everyone is like, this is a performance. That is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're saying oh, yeah. that, and I'm like, that's so true, but like, I have a, I'm afraid to sing in public. Like, it freaks me out. And I'm like, hmm, why is that? Maybe because everyone <laughs> we fucking know takes this as a time to be like i'm on the stage i'm performing <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's not karaoke it's open mic it's, it's a cabaret mm-hmm. babe yeah 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 i really when i do karaoke i don't care how i sound it's probably gonna sound incredible but even if it doesn't yeah. i'm there to give yeah. like a show an experience you can ask mm-hmm. anybody that has seen me do queen oh yeah excellent yeah probably wasn't the perfect sounding thing but you you definitely but it's fun. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? People remember that the way that they felt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Complete and that's bliss. all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. So Kimmy mentions how he sucks his soup through his teeth and just, you know, lists off all of these things. And Jules says, that's a trademark. Don't touch that one. And Kimmy says, but you know, he sure can kiss. And Jules is like, <laughs> she's literally like, the woman has been stunned, and she's like, it's been a while, so I'll take your word. She knows. She felt something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Muscle memory is no joke. Oh, definitely. And then when they're alone in the elevator, there are actually many points where this movie could turn into a horror movie, and, like, this is one of them. Yeah. Agreed. Because Kimmy is, like, you know, she's cataloging kind of all of his faults, 
And she says that after doing that, she made a decision. And then she pulls the emergency brake on the <laughs> elevator. And Jules is like, what the fuck? I and would never ever out. do that. I would never no. have the nerve in, in any situation. I will say Kimmy is pretty confident. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I'll give her. De- oh, definitely. Yeah. Like to carry herself with this much like gravitas at 20 is yeah. insane. I'm like, nothing is important at this age. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah so she she pulls the emergency stop and she's like i threw out the list because (laughs) loving him means loving all of him and it's so sweet of you to want to be protective but nothing has ever gave me a moment's pause about this marriage except for one thing and she's getting like closer and closer to jules and jules is like shrinking into the wall she's already claustrophobic like Mm -hmm. pacing around like a fly in a net the psychological warfare in the scene is insane (laughs) and she's like the one thing is you you'll always be this perfect creature that he loved for years jules is like pacing around sweating (laughs) and throwing up we gotta get out of here (laughs) you ever feel you ever feel stressed in small space (laughs) (laughs) it's only natural (laughs) (laughs) and kimmy's like you know our paths are always gonna cross and he's always going to talk about you. He's always going to love you. So you win. He's got you on a pedestal and me in his arms. <laughs> and Jules is like, I got to go. And she <laughs> races over, pulls the emergency stop, busts out of the elevator right into a waiter. Trays go flying. Everybody screams. She is a mess. She's I a love mess. it, though. I, I just, Julia like, Roberts and physical comedy, a match made in heaven. 100. It's True. the hair, too. The mm-hmm, hair yeah. is always flying around. I just love when Kimmy says, you win. You see that look on her face and she's like, what? what? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'm going to get married now. <laughs> yeah. And she finishes her sentence and she's like, all right, my work is not done. All right, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. But uh, she's on the ground outside the elevator rises up and we meet the debutantes mm. our queens <laughs> she goes oh my god it's the bride and the woman she'll never live up to <laughs> <laughs> like, you, haven't even, you haven't even introduced yourself at this point and you're just Not at all. firing shots <laughs> she goes so if you saw us up any of the groomsmen <laughs> oh you know that you know kimmy has that been deflowered yet <laughs> just oh like oh my gosh it's yeah. like they 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 they're talking to her like do they just talk to strangers like this on the street at the they grocery must. store at yeah. Neiman Marcus? They're bold, yeah. I that's why I love them. Yeah. And then we get a stark contrast when Isabel Wallace appears. Mm. Perfect silky bob. Beautiful. She glides over. And she goes, oh, my God, Michael didn't do you justice. She is so refined. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I am obsessed. I'm honestly obsessed with Kimmy's family. Yeah. Because there's a little of everything. I would love to watch, like, a Succession-style spinoff about the Wallace family. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Give me all of the tea. Mm Mm-hmm. And, no, I think at this point, everybody in Kimmy's family knows as much about Jules as Michael does. Yeah. So they're like, we're gonna send you on over to the ballpark so you can hang out with Michael. But 
first you've got to meet all of these old ladies mm. <laughs> and make the rounds because obviously everybody wants to meet the woman the bride will never live up to. Yeah. Yeah. And it is pinkies up high society. So 100%. They love the tea. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Classic, classic bridal shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally, Jules is released to go watch some good old. Released. Yeah. <laughs> you've you've done your du- duty. Um, <laughs> so she goes to the ballpark, immediately like comes in and is like, I have beer, hands everyone beers. And Michael introduces her to everyone, including Walter, who he calls his father-in-law. And you could just see like at every moment that we continue to meet Kimmy's family, she's like, he's fucking integrated. Like, fuck. Mm -hmm. He has sewn in. Exactly. So she corrects him and she's like, you're almost father or your future father-in-law. And Walter thanks her for the beer and tells her if he gives her any grief – um, she can come and see him. And then, of course, she knows Michael's parents and gives her his dad a kiss. And um, Papa Joe. Papa Joe. Yeah. Papa Joe. <laughs> and he tells her he told Michael to make her the best man, but he had to go with his baby brother. Christopher <laughs> Masterson, yeah. uh, a.k.a. Um, oh, my God. What's his name in Malcolm in the Middle? I can't remember. He's the oldest brother, though. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Francis. Francis. He looks like a Francis. I had such a crush on him as a kid. I was like, he's so cool. He like got kicked out of school. Has to go to military school. He's a bad boy in this scenario. In Malcolm in the Middle. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he plays Scotty, uh, Michael's younger brother. And Scotty hugs Jules and like is holding on to her a little (laughs) too long. A little too eager beaver. And they're like, okay, leave her alone. And she's like, oh, Scotty, like, don't forget, it's the duty of the best man to dance with the maid of honor. And he's like, I need to go to the bathroom because I'm getting too excited. <laughs> how, do we know how old Scotty is? I assume he's, he's getting like 17. 16, yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't, he doesn't get a beer, so he's definitely underage. Yeah, definitely a teenager. For sure. He plays it well. Yeah, he does. Um, and Michael's like, oh, Jules, you can't dance. And she's she's so flirty. She's <laughs> like, oh, I've got the best moves. You Like, you've never even seen them. And he is giving it right back. And he's like, oh, you're an imposter. Like, what did you do with my best friend? And she's like, I'm still your best friend. You just haven't seen me in a while. And everyone's like, oh, my Ooh. God. <laughs> I just I- wouldn't be – I feel like my parents would be like, I don't like how that man was acting, Mariah. Like you yeah, should have seen him no. at that game, and I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Rut, rut!" Like, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, I think about I've got moves you've never seen. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. in the way she looks. <laughs> it keeps at him. me up at night. <laughs> it keeps me up right as I'm on the cusp of REM. I hear it in my head, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to see them <laughs> in front of. The bride whose wedding you're trying to ruin's father. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. And especially because, like, they know that Jules and Michael used to date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, I think that's why Kimmy was, like, telling everybody so much about her. Yeah. Because it's like, there's no way you're not threatened by that. Maybe not, totally. even if you're not threatened by it as, like, a romantic interest, you're threatened by the longevity of that relationship yeah you're just a new player in that in the dynamic Mm -hmm. totally yeah 
but they go, they get their alone time. They're looking out over the game and she's like, she's, it's, we see right through it. At least Mm -hmm. I do. She's trying to be so coy and like, she's planning her first seeds into dismantling the wedding. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I think liking someone that perfect would get boring day after day. (laughs) (laughs) It's like real subtle jewels. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, I thought that too, but she has good traits. And then this, this is an attack on Jules. I refuse yeah. to believe otherwise. Mm-hmm. It's like when I hug her in public, she doesn't pull away right away. And she just like, it registers on her face. The damage that like this one month fling had on this man that, to this day <laughs> to compare every like, woman their yeah. fourth uh, to this woman yeah i want to know when this when was it was it 21 22 23 yeah i think she said sophomore year so, so they would have been like 20, 20 maybe 20. Yeah. 21 yeah yeah so actually kimmy's age i don't remember anybody i dated when i was 20 no one memorable <laughs> it's for yeah. the it's for the best <laughs> right <laughs> i'm good i'm not asking for it yeah <laughs> But he tells her, yeah, she lets me hug her as long as I want. And it registers on her face. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember. And he's like, yeah, you always get that way with the icky love stuff. Mm. And she's hearing it from his perspective. And she's like, well, and she doesn't even know how to say it. She's like, well, when, well, when you and I, when... When we were, when when you and I were, and he goes, together. (laughs) And he goes, she goes, yes. Did I? He's like, did you pull pull away when I tried to hug you in public? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And she goes, well, I've changed. (laughs) I'm not that girl anymore. And he goes, well, are there any relationships over two weeks that I should know about? And she goes, this is not about longevity. It's about being comfortable with the yucky love stuff. And I am. And I'm like, all right. Sure. Are you just lying through your teeth? But sure. Lying through your teeth like Michael sips his soup. Exactly. Mm. So they all decide to go out to karaoke and Jules tells Michael that he's singing the song and Kim is like totally freaked out. She didn't know they were going to a karaoke bar and Jules pretends that she didn't know they were going there either. And I'm like, you're yeah, fake. Right. Sneaky, sneaky. Snake. Mm-hmm. So Jules turns over to Kim and she's like, yeah, I didn't know. Like I just asked like <laughs> the guy at the hotel. <laughs> and then Michael is like just so happy to be there with both of them. I don't trust him either. Mm-mm. Okay. No. No. He says something to me. He's like, I got both of my girls with me. And I'm like, ew. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, you don't, they're not your kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Jules and Michael start ordering Margs and literally like finish each other's order. And they're just like giggling with themselves. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kimmy is like, um, and am still like, please. <laughs> <laughs> She's so meek. <laughs> I know. I was like, 
Eleven am still alive. With her like little cardigan over her shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Her little headband. With her headband. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going as Kimmy for Halloween. Oh my god. That would be, be such, such a, good a great outfit. I'll tag you. Yes, please yeah. do. <laughs> so Jules is like, I have two words for you. Margarita Vespa. Ha ha ha. <laughs> That shit, I don't even care if we're dating or not. Like, if I was hanging out with a friend and two of the friends were acting like that, I'd be like, I'm out. Like, y'all are annoying. Cut the yeah, shit. I'd be like, fuck yeah. you guys. I'm going to leave. <laughs> like, I'm here to, I exist. Mm-hmm. I wasn't yes. there. I wasn't on the Vespa. Yeah. Tell me about it at least. Yeah. 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 Loop me in. Yeah. And Michael's like talking about Florence, and Kim is like, oh, you know, I love Florence. They don't even hear her. They're like, yeah, well, fuck. They're like, fuck you, Kimmy. Anyways, just oh, whatever. <laughs> Shut up, baby. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, I'd love to go to Florence. And <laughs> Julia's like, oh, yeah, take her there on your honeymoon. And she's like, yeah, what? what's the deal? Tagging off of a conversation she brought up goes, yeah, yeah what is the deal with the honeymoon? <laughs> She's like, you're planning some break and uh, you're planning like enlist the cities and like reiterates Kimmy's weird plan. And she's like, well, you have a break in September. And Kimmy, when does school start up again? Uh, Well, actually, (laughs) Kimmy's not going back to school for senior year so that she and Michael can stay together and she can follow him on the road. Jules is like, I'm sorry, if you want to be an architect, like, don't you kind of need to go to school for that? And she's like, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm just going to like support his dreams. And I'm like, you're 20. How are you going to make money? Yeah. Cause well, she, I don't think she's concerned about that. Cause she has daddy's money, I guess. I mean, becoming an architecture is no joke. Like it takes a lot of work and a lot of schooling. So it's yeah. like, you're just, and she's almost done too. So yeah. it's like, smelly old Michael is enough for you to be like all of that work I put in don't need the degree I would never I don't care who it was I don't care if it was Chad Michael Murray yeah I'm finishing my degree absolutely and especially for this guy who's like ignoring her at this present moment yeah like flirting with someone else right in front of her like (sighs) the man pisses me off Yeah. yeah So this woman, this like drunk woman at the other table is like, you're going to sing the next song to Kimmy. And I want to like, hear you sing. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear you sing. <laughs> that woman, that extra lives in Chicago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's George. like, I have one line yeah. and I'm going to make it memorable. <laughs> Give them the old, old razzle dazzle. <laughs> Yeah, so Kimmy is horrified, and Michael's like, oh, yeah, you got to sing, you got to sing. And Jules comes in with, like, oh, no, don't make her sing. Like, she's so uncomfortable. Like, Don't make don't, me sing. Don't, don't do that to her. <laughs> and she, like, wrestles the mic away from him, and she's like, everybody, like, we're about to hear the vocal stylings of Miss Kimberly Wallace, which is such a dick move. So mean. Her eyes. It's like, I love, like, <gasps> Kimmy sitting there like, oh, I'm safe. And then, Miss Kimberly <laughs> Wallace. And she goes, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Kimmy gets up to sing. And 
you know, she hesitantly, she takes that mic. She's giving it her best shot. She's making choices. Are they the right notes? Not really, but you know what? She's committing to it. And that's all that matters when it comes to karaoke. So some people do heckle her initially, but as she kind (laughs) of like, you know, forges on, she starts to loosen up a little bit and everybody is just so charmed by this woman who is trying (laughs) her best. They start clapping along. Michael is like Mm -hmm. entranced by this woman. He's never seen anything. Yeah. It's like he's been starving in the desert for eight months and he yeah. sees like a yeah. steak for the and first she's time. A sandwich, yeah. 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 A sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jules mm. sees the look on Michael's face and she's like, Oh my God. But she actually does find herself getting kind of sucked in by Kimmy's like charm as well, because she's just so endearing in this moment. Yeah. It really is hard not to like Kimmy. Yeah. Like, she seems a certain way, but then when we spend more time with her, it's, like, genuine. Yes, totally. She comes across as the kind of thing where it's like, oh, this couldn't possibly be real. Like, you can't be this happy and nice all the time. But she just kind of is. She's a really open-hearted person um, who is, like, like Jules says later on, she's, like, very willing to be vulnerable, which is something that Jules Mm -hmm. is not well, I mean, in her doing this karaoke, that comes back into the confidence that we were talking about mm-hmm. with totally, Like, she yeah. didn't want to do it, but she did it. Yeah. And it's clearly the most terrifying thing to her. And she does the whole song. She does. That she didn't even get to pick. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> Illegal. Yeah. So when she finishes, the whole crowd cheers for her and Michael kisses her. And he was like, that was terrible. You did amazing. <laughs> Yeah, which that part is cute. I'll give him that, but yeah. it's cute. That was like a cute moment. It was one of the times he wasn't lying or manipulating her. Mm-hmm. Or... Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we go right back into him <laughs> being himself with her. Mm-hmm. And they're like out on the street and Kimmy's grandma is throwing like a some sort of bridal dinner. And as maid of honor, she has to be with Kimmy. Jules has to yeah. be with Kimmy in her time of need. <laughs> And Kimmy's literally in the cab. Jules is still on the sidewalk with Michael. And Kimmy's like, well, I don't really know if it's a time of need. And she gets back out of the cab. She's like, oh, well, I can see with Michael then, if you're sure. And she's like, "Uh, what? What? And she goes, yeah, I'll stay with Michael if you're sure. And she's just like, I think a lot of the movie is Kimmy just being forced into like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's it's a lose lose because if she was like, yeah, you have to come, then she will be come. She'll come across as like being demanding, right? Which is insane if Michael thinks that she's yeah. demanding, right? She's literally also, like, giving up her dreams for him, <laughs> right? And what was Michael supposed to be doing? He's the groom. There's a bunch of boys at the wedding, yeah. a bunch of fellas having some cold ones at Wrigley. <laughs> like, come on, but. And it's just, again, like the Kimmy, she goes, the little tiniest Kimmy voice. Okay, well, call me tonight. And he goes, of course. And then he gives her a kiss. And then the Julianne slaps the cab on the ass and it sends her on her way. So Jules and Michael, they're just, you know, super chill. We're supposed to understand from the scene where they're eating burgers on the steps of the train station. 
mm, regular which, people. Yeah, just the regular people, you know, yeah, not I've like never Kimmy. Done that. Yeah. I don't even like eating eat by inside. the train. Yeah. It's like such a gross place to eat. People pee by the train. People go to the bathroom. Exactly. Especially like the bottom steps. I can only imagine how disgusting those are. Yeah. Also, it's rude. People are trying to get on the train. Move. Yeah. Very rude. Anyways, so they suck. And (laughs) (laughs) Michael's like, oh, you sounded so surprised when I told you about the engagement. And she's like, oh, yeah, I fell off the bed. And Michael asks if she likes Kimmy. And Jules is like, well, she can't sing a note, but she's made a lot of sacrifices like putting off school and her career to follow him around for some dumb job. And he's like, hey, my job never bothered you before. And she's like, well, you know, I'm not Kimmy. You know, I'm surprised that she's never brought up a nice corner office with a view. And he's like, Jules, you don't know Kim. He is so sensitive about his job, too. He is, but I'm like, if you actually want to have a family, you've said it yourself that your job doesn't pay well. Like, what's your plan? Yeah, a low-paid job that I so happen to love. (laughs) That was a good impression. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. You just don't use your whole voice. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) You have to have like a kind of snarly look on your face. Yeah. Just a a dash of Elvis. Mm, Yes. (laughs) So Jules has now found the next plan, the next angle she's going to work, which is this job thing, because it's clearly like a bit of a sore point. So she's talking to Kimmy and she's like, Michael might be looking to leave his job. Like he was kind of complaining about, you know, the hours and the stress and all. Maybe you could try and get him a job at your dad's company. And Kim is like, oh, my God, like, that is something my dad and I have discussed before, but I don't think he would go for it. <laughs> no. You know? What? That's so crazy. Crazy. And Jules is like, oh, no, I think that if you offer it to him, like, it's what he really wants. He'll take it in a second. We just have to, you know, frame it in the right way. So her plan is for Kimmy to ask her dad to basically lie and say that he's going to be like reorganizing the business and he needs a guy on the inside that he can trust, like just a six month contract, like nothing set in stone. And Kim is like, no, he's going to see right through that. But Jules is like, no, only if he wants to. And at the end of those six months, he'll be happy, settled and successful. And Kimmy is like, I want that. (laughs) Sounds so good. That montage too, Mm -hmm. while they're having that conversation, like scanning, registering Mm -hmm. at Neiman Marcus and looking at place settings. And she's got her hair up Mm. and her business suit on. She's uh she's got a nice facade on. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. So like we set that up. It's in Kimmy's mind. They have the plan to present to Michael. Mm -hmm. And they meet at this. It's not even like a nice restaurant. It's like a busy, crowded place. Mm -hmm. And Jules walks in in this tiny little black dress with a little, the little shuggy over the shoulders. Mm -hmm. And the music is like, it's like, again, very intense. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, this is a turning point in the movie just based off the score. Yeah. Because she looks great. We know her intent. And they had just had that conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
I love, they just all sit down at the table and it's silent for a minute. (laughs) And you just see Jules looking at Kimmy, prompting her, being like, "Mm -hmm." and Michael goes, okay, so what's the big news? (laughs) And Kimmy's just like looking at Jules side eyeing the whole time. And she's like, well, like Jules might have may as well have had cue cards. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) Like the thought that Michael doesn't pick up that they're in cahoots. Yeah. I guess like he does to an extent, but I'm like, she is literally, she is on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. They're knit together in this web of lies. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. For this part. Mm -hmm. And she's like being Kimmy and she's like, well, my father is reorganizing his business and he needs someone to work for him. And it would just be around six months. And then like Michael's personality Mm. flips and he goes, what, what, what Kim, what? And he looks, he goes, did you know about this? And she goes, I don't, I don't know, Michael, I would listen to her. You know, it's her, it's her life too. And he goes, (laughs) he just like, it's insane to me how fast just he's triggered flips by on a this. dime yeah there have to be more people in his life giving him shit about his job surely yeah <laughs> like for him to have that short of a fuse mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like kim all i'm asking you is to be honest and she goes <laughs> at this point it's just getting heated more and more intense and kimmy's like well i i can't just put my entire life on hold and forget my plans. And then he blows up. He's like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm, I work for a, a low paying zero respect job, which I just so happen to love. <laughs> and she's just like everybody. And Jules is just watching it happen. And she's like, <clears throat> cool and collect. And she's like, well, I don't know, Michael. I think it sounds like a great opportunity. <laughs> and it's like, of course you did. She's laid it of on so thick. You did. My God. Yeah. I know. I don't get how he doesn't see that either. Yeah. Like, of course. And he looks at Jules and he's like, why didn't you ever take a job that's selling out of what you love? Because it's not you and it's not me either. Yeah, but Jules is actually successful at her job. So that's yeah, why. a difference. <laughs> it's not yeah. a it's it's a high respect, high pay. Mm-hmm. She just yeah. did a book tour. Like she's doing she did fine. a book tour. She has friends like George. Yeah. Like, come on. Um at this point, Kimmy is just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I even brought it up. Like, it's not, it's not that. It's it's not that. And he's like, just tell it, just tell it to me straight. I'm not good enough. My job's not good enough. And then she's sobbing and her eyes go bright blue yeah because that's what happened when Cameron cries mm-hmm. and he's like so I'm just the sexist asshole and he's like thanks for bringing this up two days before our wedding Kim and he just like stands up and it, she's like screaming at this point she's like no Michael please no you're so right and everybody's looking at them yeah everybody's watching because it's like I think you hear like conversations stop Mm-hmm. And she's like, please, Michael, please. I'm so sorry. Like, you're so right. Like, I would never, like, you're right. And then he just sits back down and they like hold each other's faces and they're like, I'm so sorry. I love you so much. I'm so sorry. And it's so annoying because that's what he wanted. He's like a toddler. He is. He's having a tantrum. It's so stupid. Like, that's not how conversations work. No. 
he also didn't address the very, very valid point that she brought up, which is that she is putting her entire life plan on hold for him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm just a sexist asshole. It's like, <laughs> yeah, actually, you are right now. Um, and you yeah. should feel bad about it. I Like, you just sound <sighs> like a jerk. Like, if you can't talk about this, if it's always going to be like, oh, we decided it. No, you don't get to say anything now. We already no. decided it. Yeah. Right. You just yell until she apologizes and until she starts crying and yeah. then it's good. Just like emotional blackmail. Yeah. But like, it's like if in the off chance that he didn't realize that it may have been hard for her mm-hmm. to put her life on hold, she's bringing it up now. So the correct response would be, Kim, I didn't realize this was affecting you so much. Like, let's rework our plan. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about this more maybe? Talk? That That doesn't make sense. He's like, no, instead I need you to scream and cry and literally hold me back from running away. Hold me down. Yeah. Oh, my God. Infuriating. Yeah. So, Julie, Julianne Moore, Julia, Julia Roberts, Julianne. (laughs) Louis Dreyfus. (laughs) (laughs) Louis Dreyfus. Calls George and she leaves him this... (laughs) nasty little voicemail and she's like (laughs) that two-faced bitch double crossed me i need another idea from you give me a call back right now george is in the middle of a lovely dinner party having a great time high end high end end. new york's finest Mm -hmm. he has a dining room in his apartment that's how you know that doesn't tell you something yeah and there are six chairs at that table that's all i'm saying might be eight (laughs) yeah it's literally maybe it's a fold out it's, it's Yeah, maybe there's a leaf in the dining room table. (laughs) So kind of a big deal. And um, the voicemail ends and he's just like, "Um, does anyone want coffee? (laughs) Welcome to Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk. I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. And we are, we're a teen podcast. We're covering teen movies, teen books, and teen TV shows. All things teen. Let's hear a little bit from us. Oh, guess who I ship? Who? Voldemort and the Emperor. <laughs> I mean, it would be very stuttery, not stuttery, like very long-winded conversations where it feels like neither of them can just quite catch their breath. I mean, it would totally I be a relationship. You look ve- I think you look very lovely tonight. Yes, you look lovely tonight too, Voldy. Okay, so I totally think they would be a toxic couple and their friends would be like, you guys make up and break up every other week. We can't take it anymore. And Voldemort would be like, I just don't know what it is. He's so <laughs> evil. I just can't quit him. Why? Teen Girl Talk can be found wherever you find your podcast. Check us out every Wednesday and Thursday. So... We flash forward to the next morning. We're at the Drake. Jules wakes up to someone just fucking pounding at the door. She gets up, knocks all these like nips off of her bed. (laughs) It's George. Yay. Yay. He realized that she was having a meltdown and he flew to Chicago to help her. And she's also like has fallen asleep with this nasty face mask on and he wipes it off for her. And she's like, Kim is perfect, but there's nothing annoying about her perfection. It's vulnerable and endearing, and that is annoying. And if I didn't have to hate her, I would adore her. 
And she tells George that she can make Michael happier in the long run. Um, She's breaking Kimmy's heart now, but she would be miserable. Yeah, I'm sure that's who she's doing it for. Right. She's so selfless. Yeah. 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 Looking out for a new best friend. Yeah. So George sits her down, you know, to give her a little dose of reality. And he (laughs) asks her if she's actually in love with Michael or if she just wants to win. And she says that at the beginning, it was like this prior claim that she had on him. But now when she's with him, she just is reminded of how wonderful he is. And she's like, how come I never knew that when I could have had him? (laughs) And George is like, well, sometimes clarity only comes with psychotic jealousy. (laughs) (laughs) And Jules is like, you know, if Michael was feeling what I'm feeling, he would know. Like, he would know that this is right and it's horrible. And he's like, why don't you just tell him the truth that you've loved him for nine years but you were afraid of love and of needing someone that he has to choose. And she's like, Oh, just like tell him the actual truth. Mm -hmm. Damn. That's crazy. (laughs) Never once occurred to her. (laughs) No. And said, I must scheme. I just also, I had the biggest crush on George in that scene. Oh yeah. Cause he like plops down on the bed and then he puts his arm behind his head. Such a beautiful man. Like, He's so gorge. The cheekbones just so chiseled. His hair. I mm. think he looks like the guy from Bridgerton. Like Antony? Mm. I don't know. I, I feel like he's just too like tall and broad for he's me to too like. Long, yeah. I think. Like if you if you stretched out Jonathan Bailey, like maybe. Oh yeah. I think the vibe is 100 percent the same. Mm-hmm. It's just so yeah. refined and so debonair. It is really debonair, yeah. I'm definitely going to do a side-by-side and stare at it for a couple hours, though, and I'll get back to you. You have to, yeah. Yeah. Let us know know your findings, yeah. Yeah. But so now that George is in town, he and Jules go meet up with Michael while he's getting his tux fitted for the wedding. And she comes over to him alone and she goes, I need to talk to you. And he goes, what, you don't like the suit? And she goes... Actually, no, but that's not (laughs) what I need to talk to you about. (laughs) And (laughs) it's not even finished either. So like chill. Yeah. Um, But then crucial plot moment. Mm -hmm. He gives her the ring to hold on to and tells her to guard it with her life. Um, And then he stops thinking about himself for a minute and he goes, oh, right. You wanted to talk to me. (laughs) And she's, you can tell she's on the verge of potentially telling him the truth, telling her or telling him how she feels. Mm. And she's like, we've known each other for 20 years. And, you know, we've we've gotten close. And sometimes people think they know what they feel, feel about each other, but they don't. And then Michael sees George on the other side of the shop. Just peeking over. He like sees him look at him. He like turns to a mannequin <laughs> and starts messing around with the suit very, very clumsily. Mm. And Michael's like, who is that? And she goes, oh, that's George. He's he's here for me because he's he's my good friend. He's my best friend these days. And he's like, so this whole conversation, this is about George? And they keep talking. We don't hear it. And we, we switch to George's POV. 
And we just see them finish up that conversation. And then all of a sudden, Michael just gets this big smile on his face for maybe the second time in the movie. Mm. And they rush over and he comes over and he's like shaking George's hand. He's like, congratulations. But they talk over each other because George thinks that Michael has accepted Jules's crush on him. Mm -hmm. And then George is like, wait, what? (laughs) And he's like, well, puppy, if we're engaged, we really shouldn't be ashamed of Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, oh, my God. We 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 left that conversation for 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And a new, a new plot development has happened in this crazy scheme. Absolutely and insane. I think I never, I never got this part when I was a kid. I'd never heard this. But she goes, yeah, George is... You know, he's only in town for a few hours or so to um, fuck me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let me, uh, what would he be in, a, in town for a couple of hours? For? Oh, to, to fuck me, yes. Yeah. Then he looks at Michael and he goes, it only takes a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They leave and Michael kind of like walks ahead of um, Jules and George. And Jules makes George give him her ring. And just <laughs> begs him to go along with it for one day. So they all get in a cab and George puts his arm around Jules and like kind of tries to feel her up. She's like swatting at him. Yeah. It's literally, yeah. she's like, uh. Like, she's like full head turned to Michael <laughs> as George is sitting there like, hello, fiance. Let's yeah. make it believable, love. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael tries to kind of like say that all the times Jules talked about George, it kind of sounded like he was dot, dot, dot. And my George is like, oh, gay? And he's like, <laughs> ah, yeah. Everyone it laughs it off. And he's like, oh, it's a common misconception. Ha, ha, ha. And then Jules decides to say, yeah, you know, because George likes to pretend he's gay. <laughs> and Michael's like, why? Like, why would you do that? And he's like, it attracts women, I find. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it worked on me. <laughs> Everyone's off the rails at this point. Yeah. Um, Nobody's normal anymore. No. And it gets worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because then they go to the rehearsal for the wedding. and she- I would say it gets better, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the movie does get juicy, yeah. Yeah she, yeah, she tells George to, like, you know, play it a little cooler, a little quieter. And he's like, hi, I'm George, to, like, Everyone that he sees, Jules' fiance. <laughs> he's just like trying to hum- humiliate her at every opportunity because, like, he's been roped yeah. into this. Why not have a little fun? Why not just, you know? But he puts on that, like, he puts on that, like, macho straight guy yeah. voice because he's George, how are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we hear a scream from the other side of the church, and Kimmy runs down the aisle up to them and she jumps into George's arms and she's like oh my god I just heard the news it's so wonderful you're engaged and the two of them are like peas in a pod and he's like I know and they're like gushing together (laughs) it is so slaps her on the ass she's like oh my god (laughs) and George is like yeah you know I just wanted to shout it from the rooftops but Jules said no George baby it's Kimmy's big day. And she, 
he follows it up with dear sweet adorable chocolate covered Kimmy and Kimmy is literally about to cry she loves this man so much now yeah (laughs) those were her exact words yeah (laughs) they were fast friends Mm -hmm. soulmates absolutely they mean more to each other than anybody has ever meant to anybody (laughs) exactly it's another moment that we see it's just genuine excitement and Mm. love for anybody that she loves because she's just like unhinged with joy yeah yeah this news once kimmy has like decided on someone like she's she's a ride or die for sure like you can tell she's a very loyal person yeah 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 but mrs wallace then also invites george to lunch and jules is like oh sweetie what about your flight and he's like canceled i'm there (laughs) (laughs) the gayest thing he could say (laughs) canceled Love the dress, love the shoes, love you. Let's do it. <laughs> I think I've said those exact words not realizing I was quoting. Uh, it's a it's a great phrase. I think at lunch, it's definitely the most famous scene, yes. I would venture to say, from any late 90s rom-com. For sure, yeah. Everybody knows it. You cannot think of this when you hear the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go to lunch. They're at a lobster restaurant. That's important <laughs> yes. to set the scene. <laughs> and they're all sitting. It's uh, Michael and Kimmy and then George and Jules sitting across from each other at this giant long table mm-hmm. with most of the family, the bridal party, the debutants. Yeah, it's like 15 people. It's a lot. I would have not wanted to work that shift. No. Um, yeah. But <laughs> Kimmy's like thinking that she's engaged she's like you know i was worried about you hearing about all of your failed relationships <laughs> and, and it's not malicious yeah it's just kimmy yeah and she's like and all the while the man of her your dreams is right in front of you and then mrs wallace is like how did you two meet and jules is like i'm keeping it as simple as possible george is my editor and she goes, and George goes, oh, well, we met long before that. It's actually quite a romantic story. Oh, my gosh. How he comes up with this out of his ass, I do not know. It yeah. is so out there. <laughs> he goes, we first met in a men's mental institution. <laughs> she was visiting a French chef she'd sent insane with a bad review. <laughs> and he was visiting Dionne Warwick in this insane asylum. But it was not Dionne Warwick. It was somebody who thought he was Dionne Warwick. <laughs> and then everybody's like, oh, we love Dionne Warwick. And then the debutantes are like, do you know the way to sing? Like, la, 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 la. <laughs> Like, going off on Dion. Mm. And then he goes, and then out of the electroshock therapy room was a vision in pink. And George, or no, not George, Michael yeah. is like, pink? You don't wear pink. And he goes, actually, sometimes she does wear pink. <laughs> and in that moment, he knew that someday they would end up like this, like some glittering Doris Day <laughs> rock Hudson extravaganza. And no, which, and they're all just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. They don't get it. Nope. That's not the, that's not their vibe. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I'm in love. Could the siren love me? Are the gods that kind? <laughs> and, and then Dion turned to me, opened her eyes, and said, The moment I wake up. <laughs> and then everybody's real Kimmy starts laughing. And then they keep singing, I say a little prayer, and then 
everybody joins mm. in with, you know, I say a little prayer for you. There's <laughs> then, live piano. Yeah. Yeah. The, you've got somebody throwing off his lobster mitt sitting yeah. down at this piano, which I've never been to a seafood restaurant with a piano in the corner, yeah. but cool. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I just will always hear every time I hear that song, Papa Joe going, I would only mean heartbreak for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the deep vibrato mm. of that. Everybody's having a good time except mm-hmm. Jules and Michael. They're like, this is not their element. And they're just kind of looking at each other as George is like sniffling into Jules's hair, <laughs> having his little theatrical moment. And then mm-hmm. you see they zoom out and all of the waiters in the restaurant have their lobster claws on <laughs> and they're waving their hands. It is very beautiful yeah i think it's gorgeous <laughs> yeah it is it is like an absolutely bash it insane scene mm-hmm. but i love it and it's yeah. like one of my favorite parts yeah. of the movie um it's definitely like the most out of the realm of reality because i actually feel this movie is like pretty grounded in real life for yeah. the most part this right. not so much but i i truly don't care because i love it so much yeah yeah I think like up until up until we have the piano player sitting down and accompanying them, I'm like that I can see with Kimmy's family being Kimmy's family yeah. and the confidence they have and the money they have. I could see them going all out on that song, but um, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I just love the Absolutely. twins going on stage and being like, we're, pro- we're professional singers now. <laughs> <laughs> no. So Jules yeah. gives George his ring back and... Um, He tells her to just bite the bullet and tell Michael that she loves him. And Jules asks him what Michael will do. And George is like, he'll choose Kimmy. She'll stand beside him at the wedding, kiss him goodbye, and you'll go home. That's what you came here to do. So do it. And he walks off to his flight. And Jules walks back to the car with Michael. Yeah, George like really is the the voice of reason for sure. And yeah. like I kind yeah. of kind of envision him as like if this was a cartoon, like Jules would have an angel and a devil on her shoulder and the angel is George and he's yeah. like very much kind of a, like her conscience to yeah. kind of keep her in check. Mm-hmm. Jules is the devil. Yeah, she's her, she's own, her own devil, devil <laughs> on her shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> it's her wearing her pretty woman little skirt. Oh yeah. With a little hoop in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So after dropping him off at the airport, Jules gets back in the car with Michael and she ends up telling him the truth. George is not her fiance, but doesn't tell him the whole truth. She's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, it's been over for ages, but he just can't accept it. And like he didn't I didn't want him to lose face in front of the one man that I measure everyone against. Okay. Michael's like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, Uh me. And he says (laughs) that. uh when she told him about George, he actually got this uh, strange feeling. Mm. And she's like, you were jealous. And he's like, yeah. Say it. Crazy yeah. jealous. Say it. And he's like, I'm sorry. Can we spend some time alone together this afternoon? Done. <sighs> You're done. You're done, Michael. You're done. It's over. It's horrible. I mm. mean, like, if I'm Kimmy... If I were a fly on the wall, absolutely not. I'm going back to school. Livid. Absolutely livid. So not, it's, and it's not even that they just spend time alone, like walking down the sidewalk. It's that they go on the ferry tour, like the architecture tour 
on the river. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> like the most romantic just, thing you, know, you could do. Have a little date like old times. Let's just literally go on a date. And I'll serenade you as we dance. Like, yeah. It's not nice to Kimmy. Mm-hmm. Not at all. We'll have one more hot afternoon, basically. Yeah. Honestly, like the more that I think about it, maybe Jules and Michael should have ended up together because they're both yeah. not good people. <laughs> they deserve each oh, other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just, come on, you guys. Yeah. Like, they don't think about these things. Mm-hmm. And they're on the ferry and he's like, I've been thinking about you a lot and us over the past few days. You've been the woman in my life again we get it but like you're getting married to kimmy Mm -hmm. come on yep and she goes well you've been the man in my life (laughs) and i'm like okay if this is gonna happen it's gonna happen now and he goes this you know this might be the last time we'll ever be alone together and i'm over here like good yeah (laughs) (laughs) and she goes except for that hot affair we'll have twice a year and he's like yeah except for that and i'm like come on i just every everything they say after the word like the last worst thing is worse Mm -hmm. and he goes yeah i'm committed to the wedding and there's then there was this momentum and i forgot i chose this and it's like clearly you're not yeah yeah you don't know where you're at of the way it Mm -hmm. seems every single yeah it's giving dory yeah (laughs) come on now and he's like, you know, neither of us used to use the word love in their relationships with other people. And Kimmy says, that if you love someone, I love that he's bringing Kimmy into this really intimate, mm-hmm. borderline sexual moment yeah. between them. Um, Kimmy says that if you love someone, you should say it out loud. Otherwise, the moment just. And then they both go, passes you by. <laughs> they like the boat goes under the bridge mm-hmm. and then like that's like in my mind the moment that yeah. they were trying to paint for us mm-hmm. and then they come out the other side and then the sun blasts down and it's like this weird like mm-hmm. music yeah it <laughs> is it is a really cool moment i do love that they played with like the light and like the darkness yeah. in that moment um yeah and we get to see it like literally pass by. Yeah. Right. You have that 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 under the bridge was your moment. Mm-hmm. And then you're back in like reality. In world. Yeah. And when they both they both look away from each other after they come out the other side of the bridge. And I think both of them realize that could have been that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think especially Jules, because she's like, fuck. Yeah. That that why why did I freeze? Mm-hmm. Um and then it's like awkward for a minute. And then he's like, you know, Kimmy and I don't even have a song. And then he, <laughs> he starts singing The Way You Look Tonight because that's their song. He's like, mm-hmm. is your dance card filled? And they're on the ferry dancing together while he sings in her ear. Mm-hmm. I give him a six out of 10. <laughs> and she's like wiping away her tears because I think at this point she's realizing it might not happen. Yeah, I, I think she knows in this moment that it's over. Um, yeah. She can't quite like accept it yet. But mm-hmm. I, I do think that this scene is like really emblematic of kind of the whole movie where it's taking these cliche moments that you see in like a million rom-coms. But mm-hmm. because of yeah. like the context of who Jules is and this situation, everything is kind of twinged with something kind of just like sad. 
Um, So like in any other movie, this moment of them like dancing as he's singing to her on a ferry would be like the most romantic thing. And here it's just like really sad to watch. It's like it's it's a loss. It's like it's an end, not the end of their relationship. They'll always be friends, Mm -hmm. but the end of what their relationship had. been. Totally. Yeah. So we go to Wallace Companies and Jules is actually picking up Mr. Wallace for Michael's stag. And Mr. Wallace asks her if he caused a problem between Michael and Kimmy with the job thing. And Jules is like, no, no one's caused any problems. Except for me. Mm-hmm. How can you lie <laughs> to you. Mr. Wallace? Sweet he hasn't Vincenzo. done anything to you. <laughs> he is so sweet. Yeah. He's a good man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I do have some work to do, um, so I'll just wait for you. And he's like, oh, Feel free to use my office. Make yourself comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, oh, after that little bridge moment, you think maybe Jules is accepting yeah. her fate. Wrong. She has another plan. So she sits down at the computer. She starts typing up a little email that she's drafted out to Michael's boss. From, like she's sending it from Mr. Wallace's computer. Perfect. Yeah. It's <laughs> embarrassing. It's really tough to watch. She is basically asking as Mr. Wallace for a favor, saying that he's offered Michael a job at his company, but to his own detriment, he won't accept the offer while he works for you. So like basically, can you fire him so that I can hire him? <laughs> And it comes time to send the email and Jules kind of goes back and forth and is like, I can't do this. Like, this is horrible. <laughs> but but like, maybe I'll just leave it here and like, I'll yeah. save it for later for Michael to just see later. Yeah, I'm sure she's going to show that to Michael later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she saves it as a draft just for a few hours. Perfectly harmless. She then looks at Kimmy's wedding band and decides to slip it on her own finger, try it on for size. It does not fit. So she's struggling to try and yank it off. There's not anywhere to get traction on it either. No. There's not like a giant. It's just like yeah. a, a simple. It's just a band, band. with like a couple stones. Yeah. 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 Uh- While she's fiddling with this ring, however, Mr. Wallace is talking to his assistant And he's like, oh, yeah, I wrote a couple emails over lunch. Send them all out. Everything that's in, you know, the draft box. Don't even read them. That's just why. Yeah. That's why coming up with insane, manipulative schemes like this probably aren't the best idea. Yeah. I don't care what your goal is. Mm -hmm. Come on, Jules. There are just too many other factors. Yeah. Like the fact that it's not your laptop or your office mm-hmm. or your company or your email address. Yeah. I don't know. Just off the top of my head. Yeah. So <laughs> his assistant, like a good assistant does, sends out the emails that he asked her to. And later that night, according to Jules's plan to bring Michael back and show her or show him the email that she somehow stumbled upon. Mm-hmm. They're like retching at the doors to the Wallace building, like pulling on them and she's like slamming on the ground. She goes, this is ridiculous. This is unbelievable. How is it locked? And it's like, I don't know, late at night. Yeah. It's an office building. It's not, you know, Applebee's. No, that it is not. And 
they have like keys to the building, but they're the wrong keys. Of course. And he's like, well, what's the big deal about getting this, this file out tonight? Because she told him that she needed to use the computer to send out, you know, a, a review because she has a deadline. And her excuse that she needs to do it tonight is that everybody's going to be so busy with the wedding tomorrow, which is fair. Uh, she needs to get it tonight because otherwise it's not going to, it's not going to happen. And he's like, tomorrow's Sunday. Nobody does business on Sunday, Monday morning at the crack of dawn, Walter will come here and get you up there and you'll get it sent out. And he's like, just give it up. Can't win them all. <laughs> yeah. So they go to the hotel and Jules is just sulking. And Michael's like, does this really mean that much to you? And she's like, yes. <laughs> and he offers to call Walter and drive her back and go get, you know, the thing, go, go into the office. Then they get to Michael's room and he realizes that there is a fax from his boss. And he's like, uh, of course, you can even wait till after my wedding. And he reads this fax. Turns out that the email was sent to him and he decided to actually send that to Michael and say, just so you know, like, this is what you're marrying into and have the entire email in the letter. So Michael is pissed. He's like, Jules, like, I need some time alone. And he calls the Wallace house and asks for Kimmy. Again, we're coming back to Michael's sorest point, which is his job. Yeah. And Jules knew if I'm going to do anything after that, that fairy moment, if I'm going to do anything, it has to be catastrophic. Yeah. So Jules goes out into the hallway to kind of reckon with what she has done. And she sits down and she starts smoking a cigarette. And we have a little cameo, very, very casual, super chill cameo from <laughs> Paul Giamatti for some reason. I love him. <laughs> yeah. He deserved to be there. Yeah. I was stoked. He's a bellhop <laughs> and, you know, he's just doing his job. He asks if she's locked out. And she says she just stepped out for a minute and he's like, oh, you can't smoke here. Like, this is a non-smoking floor. You have to go down to the lobby. And she's just like, why don't you have me arrested? Like, I and, – and she actually <laughs> means it. She's like, I'm a dangerous yeah. criminal person and I do bad things to honest people, which is true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like – can I help you with something? Because <laughs> what does one say to that? <laughs> I know. Well, I'm not going to call the police yeah. to have you arrested for smoking on a non-smoking floor. Mm -hmm. And so she actually asks if he smokes, and he does, so she gives him a drag. And he's like, I'm going to tell you something that my grandmother always said to me. This too shall pass. And she thanks him, and he goes on his merry way. And Michael opens the door and Jules falls into it. She falls a lot in this movie, actually. You know, she I think about it. She's not very, yeah, she's clumsy girl. She's not like the other girls. She's just like clumsy and quirky and like hangs with the guys. <laughs> yeah, big hair. <laughs> mm -hmm. So she falls on the ground and he like takes the cigarette out of her hand. He's like, I want you to quit this shit. It's killing you. <laughs> 
you can't have a say in everybody's life, Michael. Yeah, there are other things going on right now that we can address first. Yeah. I also love, like, she's got, she loves her cigs because, mm-hmm. like, when she gives Paul a drag of her cigarette, we see her face and she, like, smirks. She's like, mm, enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, okay. So she's, like, still laying on the floor mm-hmm. after he grabs her cigarette. And she's like, well, what happened? And he's like, it's over. I asked her about it and she denied it. And she tells Michael, you know, there's a big brunch tomorrow for the wedding. Like, what am I supposed to tell everybody? Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's just over it at this point Mm -hmm. because he has a short fuse. And he's like, you know what, Jules, it's for the best. It was crazy for me to marry somebody I barely knew. And he's just like, I'm just glad you're here he goes do you still have that ring (laughs) and she just holds her hand up and she's like i i tried it on and it won't come off and she's like crying Mm -hmm. i would too because that's embarrassing yeah that is embarrassing and i don't know why he didn't realize that the quote-unquote carefully selected wedding band he got his fiance he wouldn't be able to recognize on someone else yeah, mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, she's like holding her hand up and she's like, it won't come off. And then he <laughs> takes her hand, <laughs> he takes her hand and just shoves her finger in his mouth and like sucks on it for a minute. And she's like, you see her heat up a little bit. She's like, oh, oh. <laughs> he's like bites the ring off with his teeth and spits it out like i i did not remember this moment at all and my jaw dropped when i saw it i was like oh my god like what is going on oh my god (laughs) yeah it's like no hesitation Mm -hmm. get some butter yeah before that anything really anything but just shoves it right in Mm -hmm. he she thinks at this point like okay maybe i will win but I'm not going to pounce yet. Mm. So she's like, do you want to take a walk or have some food sent up or something? He tells her, no, I just want to spend some time alone. And then maybe I could come to New York with you and Mm. we could go somewhere. So she is definitely next in line. Should anything go South with Kimmy organically? Yeah. Do you want to be next in line though? No, you always want to be the first pick. Mm. Yeah. Well, she's working really hard to be, second in line. Yeah. I know. She's working really hard to be Gracie Hart. Um, <laughs> um so she goes, well, if Antonio sweeps Sacramento, I've never been to Texas. And then he just is like, leaves her alone, needs to be alone, leaves her there. The next morning, Jules hears a knock at her door. Um, a letter is left for her. She opens it and she's like, you what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cue, like, exciting music. Um, Jules goes in her little boot cut jeans and a crop top over to this brunch that Kimmy's family's having. With her sunglasses. Love. Yeah. The most New York you could ever look. Mm -hmm. Oh, with the biggest attitude. Yeah. (laughs) And Walter sees her. And he tells Michael, good luck. So Michael and Jules go over to talk for a sec. And he's like, listen, I came here to confront everyone. And 
that Kim hasn't told anyone and he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. And I'm like, sweetie, if you haven't told anyone, it sounds yeah. like you want to have the, the fucking wedding. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. She tells him there's a wedding at 6 p.m. and just straight up asks him if he wants to marry Kimmy. And he tells her that he made a decision. It's over. But asks if Jules can just like check in on her first. Because mm. God forbid he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's never done that mm. before. Yeah, because he's been so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to dump you on the wedding day, but I want it down on the record that I checked in on you first. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, yeah, that I, who, I sent someone who hates you to talk yeah. to you. But I sent my people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jules goes up to Kim, who is crying, holding flowers. She's, she's like, they're so beautiful. <laughs> the most yeah. beautiful flowers I've ever seen. <laughs> With her little headband on. Always a headband. Yeah. She's an accessory queen. What can I say? Yeah. And um, the first thing out of her mouth is like, is Michael okay? <laughs> and Jules is like, yeah, yeah, he's fine. Um, he's just wondering why you haven't told your parents, you know, that the wedding's off. And sweet Kimmy is just like, I'm just hoping for a miracle. Like, how could he do Aww. such a thing? Like, what? how could he it's think so that my sad. family would do this? Like, they didn't send that email. And Jules comes up with the most insane excuse. She's like, you know, I, I only minored in psych, but <laughs> maybe Michael created this, like, delusion as a as a manifestation of the fact that he couldn't commit, you know? <laughs> and Kimmy's like, what are you talking about? So Jules then jumps to a, a metaphor, which is that um, <laughs> like you go to a restaurant and you order creme brulee. Like Michael, he gets the creme brulee and it's delicious, but he realizes he doesn't want creme brulee. He wants jello. He wants jello. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Jello? jello? <laughs> Like it's the most disgusting thing you could ever order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Jello. He's he likes Jello. He's comfortable with Jello. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, I, I I could be Jello. Like I could be Jello. And she goes, You're never gonna be Jello. Creme <laughs> brulee and never be Jello. She's sobbing and she's like, But I have to be Jello. <laughs> I love Cameron Diaz in this scene. She's so it's good. One of my, she goes yeah, off. I think it is one of my favorite. I think one of my favorite scenes of all time because it's always it always makes me smile. It always makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. I'm at the grocery store. I see Jello. I hear Jello. Yeah, <laughs> you're never gonna be Jello. You're never yeah. gonna be Jello. <laughs> I can be Jello. <laughs> I just think that I can be Jello with like a picture of Cameron Diaz as Kimmy would be like a really fun tattoo. Oh my tattoo, <laughs> t-shirt, yeah, hat, t-shirt, twenty-four yeah. by thirty-six poster over my bed. Mm, whatever Ooh. the case may be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listeners, if you want us to add that to our merch shop, please let us know. We can make it happen. <laughs> or if you think I should get it tattooed, I I think yes and yes, <laughs> yeah, just for me. Perfect. Perfect. So we have a jello meltdown and (laughs) they're rebounding with that. And she's like, you just need to be honest with your parents about what's going on. And then we have Kimmy again, thinking she's the problem. And she goes, whatever delusion 
she drove Michael to for all of this was part her fault because she does want him to work for her father and she wants a life of her own. It sounds like Kimmy, you just, maybe it's like you, you want things for yourself. Mm -hmm. Is that so crazy? Call me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Is that the strangest thing? Would it be so horrible? So (laughs) she's like, then sucks in anything that is selfish for Kimmy and goes, will you go and tell Michael that I love him and that I'm sorry? And I hear in my head, I'm like, is this every night after they're married? Yeah. Kimmy apologizing to Michael instead of saying goodnight. He's like sulking in bed. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Michael. You're right. And it's about dry cleaning. Yeah. You know (laughs) that man goes to bed angry. He's not one of those. He's not going to talk it out. He's like, I'm shut down. I'm done. Mm -hmm. No. 20 years down the line, he stays at a hotel for a night to unwind. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then we have, ironically, Kimmy tell Jewel, she goes, please, please tell him I love him. You're the only person I trust. Kimmy! (laughs) And at this point, Jules is exhausted from playing messenger and she like goes, all right, (laughs) gets out of her chair, runs back to the other side of the party to find Michael. (sighs) Out of breath. Mm. (laughs) So Jules tells Michael that Kimmy admits it's her fault totally and completely. And he asks Jules if she still loves him. And Jules kind of like talks in circles, <laughs> da, 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 tries to stall. And Michael's like, come on, like spit it out. And she's like, she sure does. She's crazy about it, about you. And he asks her to tell her. He wants to marry her at six if she'll still have him. And Jules is like, okay, I'll be right back. (laughs) Again? And tells Kim that he said, marry me. And of course, she's ecstatic. Yeah. So Michael and Jules are walking up to a gazebo. And, you know, he thanks her for being here. And I have this, like, theory. I've talked about it in a couple other episodes that, like, the gazebo mm-hmm. is the ro- the most, like, romantic form of architecture. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that it is used in this scene for this big, like, confessional scene that is, once again, like, twinged yeah. by this thing of, like, you know it's wrong. In any other movie, this would be the most romantic thing, but it's not yeah. here. It's like you promenade Mm -hmm. and then you end in the gazebo. Exactly. Oh, my God. This is why I'm so excited for you to watch Gilmore Girls because there's so many gazebo scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'll have a gazebo scrapbook for it. (laughs) Amazing. I love. So Jules decides that this is legit. This is her last chance. The wedding is happening. It's now or never. And she launches into this huge speech. She says... I have to say this quick or I'll just have this massive coronary and then you'll never hear it and you have to. This is by far the dumbest thing I've ever done in my entire life. So dumb, in fact, that I can't, but I'm gonna. I love you. I've loved you for nine years. I've just been too arrogant and scared to realize it. Now I'm just scared. And I realize this comes at a very inopportune time, but I really have this gigantic favor to ask of you. Choose me. Marry me. Let me make you happy. 
it's a big speech. It also made me think of like in Grey's Anatomy, like the choose me, yeah. love me, pick me <laughs> yeah. speech. Yeah. The, yeah. Meredith Grey mm-hmm. and Jules invented pick me culture. Literally. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Does he choose Meredith? He does. Not then, though. Not at that point. Maybe like five years later. It's like. <laughs> yeah. At that point, he actually does not pick her. It's a really yeah. long running show. I mean, time yeah. is not an op- it's not an obstacle here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she's just like like catching her breath after that big speech. Mm-hmm. And then she's like <laughs> searching for words and she's like, uh, 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 and then she just like shoves her face into his mm-hmm. and like a giant lip locking kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they like make out for a little bit. And there's like romantic music music playing in the gazebo the camera's like kind of spinning around them a little bit and then they pull away and he just kind of has the same face that he's had the entire movie where he just kind of doesn't really he doesn't really know what's going on Mm -hmm. he has no emotions he might be a psychopath no emotion probably (laughs) i mean there are a lot of there's a lot of evidence to support that Mm -hmm. and then he like his eyes like gaze a little to the side and he sees Kimmy and it's the most dramatic zoom in Mm -hmm. on Kimmy as she's just witnessed them making out and she just darts in the opposite direction and he's like Mm -hmm. Kim 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 and then he's chasing Kimmy and then Jules runs after him is she like She's crotch. It's giving cross country. Yeah. She <laughs> She's is sprinting. like, I have never, she is sprinting and it's Kim, Michael, Kim, Michael. And then they dart past the party and they're like, oh, look at that. And it's like, who is that? And it's like, oh, that's Julianne. She's from New York. Yeah. And they go, oh, classic. <laughs> oh, we that's get it. why she's running after him. Yeah. And they get, like, Kimmy, I don't, it's not a convertible. It's not her car. They just steal cars, I think. They just take cars. And they just take them. Kimmy just gets in a car and zooms off. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto. And seriously. And she zooms off. Michael finds a car, gets into it. But somehow there is not one car unlocked for Julianne. She's like trying all the cars and she's like, what is wrong with people? Does nobody trust anybody anymore? <laughs> So she ends up, what is it? It's a bread truck. Yeah. She like hops into a bread truck with no doors, keys in the, in the slot. And Very don't, you need a, yeah, you need a license to drive that, but she doesn't care at this point. She is just on yeah. the road. Yeah. So George's phone rings in the middle of a book reading <laughs> and he doesn't even realize it's his phone at first because he is like a, a gentle man who'd be like, of course I'd shut off my phone in a book reading. (laughs) But yeah, it's his phone. And Jules is screaming into her phone. She's (laughs) like, it's not going well. I'm chasing Michael in a bread van down Michigan Avenue. And she's like, this is all my fault. I told him how I felt and I kissed him. And George is like, did he kiss you back? Like, that's the important (laughs) thing here. And she's like, no, it's not important. Like we were interrupted by Kim. The bride. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that stupid bitch, the bride. Yeah. <laughs> How could she ruin our moment? The nerve. 
And she tells him that Michael started chasing her before he could answer Jules. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, Michael is chasing Kim. You're chasing Michael. And who's chasing you? No one. Exactly. Not a single person. (laughs) He tells her that the wedding is at 6 p.m. And she has a small but distinct window of opportunity to do the right thing. Jules continues to chase Michael all the way to the train station. They go into the train station and she's like looking around. It looks like he's already gotten on the train and the train pulls out. So Jules makes her way back to the lobby of the train station where she actually sees Michael sitting by himself on a bench. His, you know, Mm -hmm. his heart in his hands, his head hung low. Just down and out. Yeah. She actually sits next to him. And she confesses to what she did with the email. Everything. Yeah. (laughs) And he is shocked. He is really pissed. And he asks how she could do that. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I just wanted you to get mad at Kimmy. Like, it wasn't supposed to get sent. I was just trying to win you back. But that doesn't excuse it. It's giving seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And. She then kind of goes into this whole thing. She's like, I'm a terrible person. Like, I'm I'm the fungus that feeds on the pond scum. And he just stands there and looks at her and he's like, lower. You're like <laughs> – and he, he goes on this whole long thing that's essentially just like a longer version of there are amoebas on fleas on rats from Greece. It's like the <laughs> – Yeah. It's the, the way he looks at her and it's the – you're the pus. Yeah. <laughs> like that – that grows on the fungus that feeds on the pond scum. Yeah. And she's like, I am. <laughs> I'm pus. Yeah. So she's crying and he does sit back down and he's like, on the other hand, <laughs> thank you for loving me that much. Psycho. You're giving Toxic. her too much leeway. Yeah. You needed to give her a week before you validate Mm -hmm. that yeah like a couple years truly yeah so he ends up like wiping her tears and comforting this crazy person but he couldn't just be calm with kimmy when she was like maybe i would like to finish school you bitch (laughs) you dumb bitch go to hell (laughs) but it's like she's literally she's a criminal like so sorry i tried to break up your wedding yeah she committed fraud so you're done. That's that's excusable. Mm, anything for Julianne. So he like he wipes her tears and she's like, I'm so glad you didn't get on that train. And he explains that he wasn't trying to get on the train. He actually came here looking for Kimmy because this is where he proposed. And he tells a story about how he was leaving to cover a game in Milwaukee. And it sounds like something out of the 40s. Yeah. He, as the train was leaving, he called, he like looked at her on the platform and just went, marry me. And then she's <laughs> like, yes. And then blows him a kiss. And that's how they got engaged. Um, I actually, like, I think that's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, a- aside from it being Michael right. or anybody yeah. else. I would be like, that's how you met? Oh. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm definitely more of like a like a private proposal. Like I would love to be proposed to like in the home. 
Like have like yeah. a, a private moment and then afterwards like go to a fancy cocktail in the home. <laughs> afterwards go to like a fancy <laughs> cocktail party with all my friends to celebrate. I'm envisioning the way Anne Hathaway was proposed to in Bride Wars. That's exactly it. That's yeah. yeah. But okay. without Chris Pratt. Yeah. With somebody else. But without Chris <laughs> Pratt, may he rot. Yeah. We don't want yeah. Chris Pratt anywhere near this proposal. Absolutely not. Get away from me, you freak. <laughs> Anna yeah. Ferris can be near the proposal. Yes. She can she be there. She can officiate my wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I just, I, I went to college in Chicago. So I would always take the train back to Michigan oh, uh, wow. to visit my parents. And every time I was there at Union Station, I would be like, Marry me. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm pus. Yeah. <laughs> on fungus. I'm a piece of history. Yeah. I would always sit on the bench really dramatically like, I'm a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, but that was like, that was the moment where it's like, she realizes she's pus mm-hmm. and she's like, okay, let's, let's get it together. Mm-hmm. I am a professional food critic. Yeah. Like I'm better than this. Let me use my scheming skills for good this time. Yes. Yeah. Let me undo it. So she's like, all right, I'm going to help you. It's not too late. We're going to find out where she is. It has to be okay. You guys have to get married. And I was like, okay, Jules, yeah. slow down. <laughs> Can you at least like make it a soft fade? Mm-hmm. So she calls, you know, on her on her flip phone, she calls the Wallace house and she's like, has anybody seen Kimmy? And our favorite debutantes <laughs> answer the phone. And she goes, no, uh, we, we've, we've had quite a commotion over here at the Wallace house. My sister has her, stung, her tongue stuck to the eye sculpture. She was licking it. She's like, oh. Why would she look an ice sculpture? And she's like, it was a statue of the David. <laughs> and then it probes over to her. And she's just got her like hands on the ass of the ice sculpture, she's screaming. Like, oh, oh. like, this is a nice event. Save that for later. Yeah, but the, we love the debutantes for mm-hmm. it. And she goes, you know, honestly, Kimmy's probably off of Michael doing the nasty. Although I did get a prank phone call from somebody saying that she was crying in her nachos at Kominsky Park. And she goes, yeah, somebody saw her in the luxury box. And mm. that's the best uh, That's the best lead we have. So <laughs> Jules goes to Kominsky Park and she's in the, walks into the bathroom and it's full of women. And she just starts, you know, Kimmy. And then we have this bag lady going, Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. (laughs) She's like, Kimmy, Kimmy. And she's like looking around and then she goes, leave me alone, you bitch. (laughs) And then everybody's like, okay, I'm investing. Because like, then she finds the stall she's in and Kimmy like slams the door open. And one of the onlookers goes, cat fight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we we have Jules and Kimmy in a showdown mm-hmm. in the luxury box mm-hmm. at Koninsky Park, surrounded by other women that had to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. at a very good moment in time. <laughs> she is like confronting her and she's like, no, you let me talk. And she says something like, you know, I will not have my wedding day ruined by some big haired food critic. Yeah. So... She accuses Jewel. She's like, you didn't want to be my friend. You didn't want to be my maid of honor. You just wanted to keep me close. And she's like, what? You asked me to be your maid of honor after knowing me for what, 20 minutes? And she goes, no, I was right. You kissed him. And then the ladies are like, at my parents' house. 
on my wedding day. <gasps> oh, bitch. Yeah. And everybody like starts clapping. They're like, yeah, tell her off. And then Jules pleads her case and she's like, all right, all right, all right. I tried to steal him. And they're like, boo. And she's like, I, I tried to win him back. And they're like, boo. She's like, but I never stood a chance. Kimmy's like listening at this point. And she's like, he loves you. He wants to marry you. And then it's like a death stare from Kimmy. And then she goes, a little smile she gives her. And then she hugs her. Crazy to me. Everybody goes, oh. Yeah, I certainly would not be this forgiving. Uh, I especially would not allow Jules to come to the wedding and still be the maid of honor. But I don't know. Maybe Kimmy's just a better person than I am. But she's a better person than all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Truthfully. She's no. fake. Yeah. So <laughs> we go to the wedding. Jules walks down the aisles in her maid of honor dress. And her and Michael just kind of like share like a knowing nod at the altar. And Kimmy walks down the aisle with her father. We don't see the wedding, but it happens. And at the reception, uh, Scotty, the best man, Michael's brother, leads everybody in a toast to Michael and Kimmy. It's like a very basic little speech because he's a teenager and, you know, doesn't know anything. (laughs) So everybody, you know, toasts. And then Julianne gets up for her toast. And she says, I had the strangest dream. I dreamt that some psychopath was trying to break the two of you up. (laughs) Luckily, I woke up and I see that the world is just as it should be. For my best friend has won the best woman. Oh. I don't know why I just got chills saying that myself, but I, I did. I love it. Yeah. It's so sweet. <laughs> and she says, I didn't get you a gift. However, this is on loan until you two find your own song. And the debutantes get up with the band and they sing The Way You Look Tonight. Our queens. Michael and Kimmy get up and they share a dance together. It's very, very sweet. And after the reception, Kimmy and Michael leave. And like Jules is trying to like make her way through the crowd to keep up with them. Swimming. She she can't. There's it's like moving through jello. She can't make it. (laughs) But Michael does come back. And he says goodbye and they hug before mm. he heads off to either Cincinnati or Sacramento, depending on who wins whatever game, I guess. Tallahassee, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere exotic. Mm-hmm. And then when the car drives away and then those fireworks mm. go off on the sides of the road. Yeah, oh, it's so beautiful. So pretty. It's just like, bye, you guys. Good luck. <laughs> So Jules stays at the reception. I, I would yeah. not have stayed. No. Like, I mean, I would have for the debutantes, but like they weren't that close. Oh, so she's just there at a table by herself. And she sees her giant phone and she's like, looks at it and she's like, it's and it's George. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Are you having a good time? And she goes, No, but I came what I did here to do. And he's like, good. And I'm proud of you. And I would be even prouder if you were dancing. 
And she goes, give me 30 to 35 years. <laughs> and then George goes, oh, the misery, the exquisite tragedy, the Susan Hayward of it all. I can picture you there sitting alone at your table in your lavender gown. And she like goes, oh, did I, did I tell you my, my gown was lavender? Hair swept up, haven't even touched your cake. Probably drumming your fingers on the white linen tablecloth the way you do when you're feeling really down. Perhaps looking at those nails thinking, I should have stopped my evil plotting to have that manicure, but it's too late now. George, I didn't tell you my dress was lavender, <laughs> she says. Suddenly, a familiar song. The moment I wake up. And it's like a bossa nova remix of it. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, I know what's going on at this point. And he's like, and you're off your chair in one exquisite movement, wandering, searching, sniffing the wind like a dappled deer. <laughs> So the perfect. drama of it all. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Has God heard your little prayer? Will Cinderella dance again? And then suddenly the crowds part. And there he is. Sleek, stylish, radiant with charisma. Bizarrely, he's on the telephone. <laughs> Another, An equally gigantic one. Mm -hmm. But then so are you. And he comes towards you. The moves of a jungle cat. Although you quite correctly sense that he is... Like, the, like most devastatingly handsome single men of his age are, you think, what the hell? Life goes on. Maybe there won't be marriage. Maybe there won't be sex. But by God, there'll be dancing. <laughs> Bond. Jane Bond. Oh, my god. <laughs> They're gosh. just the perfect. The fact that that may not have been in the original cut. Right. Mm -hmm. It was too. It's too close of a call for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would have been <laughs> criminal to end it any other way. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So George and Jules dance together and they laugh and everyone's healing. We're all healing here. <laughs> <laughs> We're all recovering from what we've just witnessed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess Mo, what are your what are your thoughts as a first-time viewer? Yeah. I actually really liked the movie. I always like a movie that's kind of like it's like funny but it's fast paced you're like mm -hmm. what's gonna happen where are we like I really think that Cameron Diaz held her own yeah like both as an actress like a young actress and as um Kimmy like Kimmy didn't just lay down and get stepped all over yeah at least no. not with um Jules yeah <laughs> yeah so I yeah I thought it was really interesting and I was guessing until the end how it was all going to play out. But then when George um, is talking to her and she's like in the van, he's like, okay, Michael's chasing Kimmy. You're chasing Michael. Who's chasing you? And I was like, there is no hope for her. She mm -hmm. just needs yeah. to apologize and move on. Yeah. She got her cardio in that day though. It's true. She, she did. For sure. Yeah. I love the, the line, like who's chasing you. Honestly, like, I would like to suggest that us out in the world swap out if he wanted to, he would for who's chasing you. I think it's, <laughs> yeah. I think it's just a stronger statement. <laughs> it is. And the people yeah. that need to know mm -hmm. will know what we're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's a really great movie. I love um, how subversive it is because anyone yeah. would go into it thinking that, you know, this is a classic rom-com. It's going to be, like Jules and Michael together in the end, but they really, yeah. they keep you on your toes. It flips on a dime. Um, it's really cool to see Julia Roberts play this kind of like 
<laughs> kind of like evil character the a little bad bit. girl yeah the criminal she's a criminal person mm-hmm. she's breaking into offices she's yeah committing fraud like sending illegal emails mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean we can it's too many to count on one hand yeah and like it's it also is made complicated by the fact that julia roberts is so like enigmatic and charming and like warm so you feel this yeah. like this attachment to her but also you're like you're doing these terrible things like i just want you to stop and be a better person because there is goodness under there it's just buried under all these layers of like selfishness and an inability to be vulnerable yeah i think outside of what we see like this weekend in jules's life yeah i have to imagine that she's pretty level-headed because Mm -hmm. she made her made this career for herself totally it's not it's not a bad thing that her relationships haven't been successful in the past because she put herself first. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I just, I hope that after the credits roll, if she wants to find somebody, she yeah. will. But if she doesn't want to find somebody, she doesn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm super curious. Like she kind of gives me orphan vibes. I don't know if that's bad to say, but she never mentions her parents. Yeah, I do she think she doesn't have a family. Loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, that's why she's so uncomfortable with Kimmy's. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how to interact with Kimmy's family. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it, I am interested in her as a character. And I, I think that's also why I, it's like if she really were – awful like like the way that she treated people day to day like it wouldn't be you wouldn't want to watch the movie yeah like you'd just be like this woman's like awful awful right right to the core but yeah i really am glad i watched it i'm excited to watch um runaway bride yeah i've actually never seen runaway bride either you haven't no well we just we had never seen pretty woman and we watched that for the pod together um, and yeah. we, you know, completely fell in love with Richard Gere. So, oh my god, I love him. Of course, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, Runaway Bride. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, I love it. Laurie Metcalf is in it. Oh my with god, Joan Cusack. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry for those. Those are like Wait, the, with probably, Joan Cusack. Yeah. Love Joan. Yeah. Me love too. Her. Yeah. I used to go to her store all the time in Chicago. She had Judy Maxwell Home Goods. Whoa. Oh One time she was there and she sold me a mug. <gasps> I would I'll cry. Send you a <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, please, please do. do. Yeah. That's going to be Love-ish. your picture on the <laughs> yeah, pod. Okay, good. good. That's fine. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Well, I guess before we finish off, shall we give a little rating? We do a one to 10 rating. Um, I think I'm going to give this like a very solid eight. I feel like it hits a lot of great spots. I really enjoy watching it. I love how subversive it is. I love every single bit of George's dialogue. It's just like mm. delicious. And then say mm. one bad thing. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it an eight as well. I think it's like a really well-crafted movie, really well cast. And like the way that the plot moves through, I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I think that all the scenes are like perfectly crafted and chosen yeah yeah i give it a nine out of ten beautiful i think it has uh, out of all of the rom-coms we grew up with Mm -hmm. i think it has the most solid balance of 
comedy, intrigue, romance, drama. And I think all of the roles were cast so perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I think they all just play off each other really well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I give yeah. it, I, I laugh every time. For sure. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a delight to have you on the pod. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It was so fun. I was so, so happy to come on for this episode. The pleasure was all ours. Um, would you like to tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you? Yeah, all of my uh, my socials are Mr. Stone Author, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and I we're we're like we're sisters in the rom com industry. Yeah. <laughs> you guys talk about them on your podcast, and I talk about them on my TikTok. So yeah. mm-hmm. go ahead and follow me if you want my take. Amazing. And if you want some more content from us on social media, you know where to find us. Our Instagram is Movies That Raised Us. Our Twitter is MTRU underscore pod. Our TikTok is at Movies That Raised Us pod. And you can always send over a good old-fashioned email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. Yes, and we will see you next week for our fourth installment of August Down the Aisle. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.